1: Good morning. It is Thursday, March 16th. It is six minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Good morning, and thank you for being here. So the House has unanimously passed a bill to require the Director of National Intelligence to declassify information regarding the origins of COVID. It cleared the chamber 419-0, 204 House Democrats joined Republicans in support of the bill. A Senate version of the measure was also introduced by Josh Howley, also pushed by Mike Braun that passed the chamber by unanimous consent earlier this month and what's going on with it your president has not signed it.
0: Yeah it's kind of odd isn't it I mean very few things ever that Congress actually agrees on and then there's something they agree on which is something you think we would all agree on Casey which is we'd like to get to the bottom we'd like to know we'd mm-hmm. like to find out what happened with the COVID and then we'd like to let the American people know well since you know it destroyed society and whatnot, but mm-hmm. Biden, he doesn't appear to be in any uh, any hurry uh, to get that accomplished.
1: Yeah, he told reporters that he hasn't decided yet whether he'll sign the bill. And the White House press secretary, you know, she's full of lots of information. She said the president is committed to getting to the bottom of the origins, but but not so much that he wants to sign that bill. He he wants to protect classified information. You know, like the classified information that was sitting in his garage next to his Corvette. <laughs> That's how he protects classified information.
0: Well, and again, it just it, it's this is very weird thing. I mean, it's not I mean it is weird, but it's not not you don't go wow i'm so surprised by this it's this very weird obsession government has with with withholding as much information from people at every single turn as humanly possible and in when it's something like this which should have been such a Mm no-brainer why would the president possibly not say on something the magnitude of the covid 19 yes Mm -hmm. absolutely jobs were destroyed Businesses were destroyed, lives were destroyed, lives were lost. We want the American people to have absolutely as much as possible, and we will never stop digging until we have absolutely everything possible. Yeah,
1: we deserve answers to every aspect of it, including how it was created and whether it was natural or was it the result of something created in a lab.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike Braun. Uh, By the way, Mike Braun, we're going to play several pieces of audio from him.
1: He had a big big day. Well,
0: it's amazing, Casey, what running for governor will Mm -hmm. do in terms of your willingness to be very outspoken on things that appeal to the Republican base.
1: He's so vocal now that he's leaving Washington. (laughs) He's like, look at me go. I'm out of here.
0: So he uh, uh, said that Biden is going to have to eventually sign this bill. He spouted off about a lot of things in terms of saying he's gonna veto it or not plenty of times before. Stu, you could this is almost hard to concoct in terms of how this came about. Two years ago we passed it in the Senate. But they had no thinking that it would ever get to the House and have any action. They were correct. Pelosi was running the show then. It happened again now. And in my time here, having every senator on it and every representative, that was 419 to zero, he is going to have to sign this thing. And we will finally give Senator Rubio a lot of help in terms of what we've been holding in our own coffers in terms of agencies, mm-hmm. class- classified material so a lot is going to hit the market here on what happened
2: there
1: okay so on the house floor republicans made it clear that they believe the information that's still classified points to the wuhan lab as the source of covid so that's why they want kidding yeah well you know we'll find out maybe one day yeah they they all think that yeah that's why it's all classified because it was lab created
0: All right. So speaking of Biden, Mm -hmm. uh, you may be aware of this, Casey. There are some questions about he and his esteemed son Mm -hmm. have made money over the years.
1: Yeah, I've heard something about that.
0: You know, I mean, he's got
1: what, four, five houses. Joey does
0: can't keep track of them. It's, of course, obviously so much to land and housing to keep track of that he has classified documents, which he claims are from the 70s, -hmm. just sprawled all over his uh, garage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Joe Biden is a very wealthy person, despite. Having a government job his entire life and his kid, well, you know, he's got the problem with the drugs and the hookers, Mm -hmm. and but he's very wealthy as well. Mm -hmm. And so some people in Congress have rightfully said, man, we'd like to know how you with the government job and this guy with the hookers and the drugs have become... Very, very uh, wealthy. And James Comer, who is a representative from Kentucky, Mm -hmm. says that the House has the smoking guns against the Biden crime family in regards to being on China's bankroll.
2: Well, we have bank records. We have bank records from one of the 13 banks in hand that uh, were used by the Biden family members in these uh, business schemes. So these bank records prove that the Bidens did receive money uh, through a shell company from uh, the Chinese Communist Party. So uh, this is the first link. Uh, Hopefully within the next 48 hours, we'll have more bank records from another bank and we're just going to keep following the money. We, We know from our sources that have come in the whistleblowers where the money trails are, and of course the Democrats have denied it, the White House has denied it. There's no denying it now with the bank records, and now Treasury's forced to have to give us the suspicious activity reports because they acted all along like there was nothing there. Well, I can assure
1: you there's something there, and everyone
2: knows it now.
1: Suspicious activity reports. Okay, now here's the deal. Yes. They've been investigating Hunter Uh for quite a while now. Mm It's one of those do-it-or-get-off-the-pot situations. Yes.
0: What, what what other information could you need at this point?
1: Right, exactly. But when it comes to Joe Biden, they're getting these bank records, this suspicious activity report. So that's new information that they haven't really been able to rifle through until just recently.
2: And
0: again, I think it's always the, um, it's I call it the logical person test. Mm-hmm. So if a logical thinking person, a rational, logical, non Agenda-driven person We're to look at the information And the information is this You have a guy Who has been in the government for 50 years And while you're definitely not Working at a soup kitchen on a government salary You're also not a millionaire Based on where you're forced to live And the amount of money you make, etc So you have a guy who has spent 50 years In the government He's a gajillionaire Does that make sense? No, okay. Next one. You have his son who has all sorts of very serious addiction related issues mm-hmm. and irrational uh unhinged behavior which is well documented whether it's drugs, whether it's hookers, whether it's you know strippers, whatever. And he's on all of these boards mm-hmm. of these very high profile oftentimes foreign related companies and he is very very wealthy oh and he also just happens to sell art for a whole bunch of money but you don't know who's buying the art right does this pass the smell test if you eliminated this name the name Biden from the equation you just described the dad and the sun, to the average person, would a rational, logical person go, yeah. That sounds right. We really shouldn't look into that.
1: Yeah, no. It's worth looking into, and they are. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So there was a new Quinnipiac poll that came out that said Trump is uh, widening the gap over DeSantis. But in that poll, I believe it was Mike Pence who is still in single digits. Oh. And I noticed on your microphone today if you're watching on the YouTube channel. (laughs) Yes, if you
0: head over to the, uh, just put Kendall and Casey in your YouTube uh, Mm -hmm. search bar, you will see a a listener actually sent this to me because our listener knows what a big fan I am of Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. This is a photo from Mike Pence when he worked at this radio station. Uh, It does appear, Casey, that he is broadcasting of some sort. Mm -hmm. It says the uh, Mike Pence show in the background. Mm -hmm. I have it up on my, because every day we leave a little trinket for the audience to see. I have it on my uh, microphone stand and I'm holding it up here for the audience to uh, be able to see. Those must
1: have been the good old days when he had a banner all to his own.
0: Yeah, isn't that wild? I mean, that's when they actually (laughs) spent money uh, promoting the radio station.
1: Oh, we got here just in time for nothing. All right, it's 15 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Rob. Yes, Casey. How would you feel if you lost out on $111,000 in retirement income? Hey, eh, you know,
0: money's not really that big of a deal to me. Of <laughs> course
1: I'd be upset. All right, well, get this. 96% of Americans do lose out on an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. And that's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Hey, good morning. It's Kendall and Casey.
0: Learn how you could avoid this with a free Social Security analysis from bill dimry your retirement guy right here in indy we trust bill dimry so much we are now clients of bill Mm dimry if you've saved at least two hundred thousand dollars and have not filed for social security schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912 bill does all the heavy lifting for you and he won't charge you a dime
1: Call 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And trending this morning, Representative Chip Roy from Texas. He gave a full-throated endorsement of Ron DeSantis for president. It's kind of interesting. Ron DeSantis still has not announced his candidacy yet. He's getting endorsed. Uh, Chip Roy called him a man of conviction.
0: Okay, so Chip Roy is a U.S. rep from Texas, and mm-hmm. I like Chip Roy. Super conservative. Mm-hmm. He's you know very does a great job. Very great guy. My question to you is this though, Casey, because like remember when our uh, our old pal Jim Banks, who will not come on this radio show, mm-hmm. um, when he. Uh, When he was declaring that he was running for Senate and like every seven seconds he was sending out Sally State Rep endorses Jim Banks, Mm -hmm. Susie Senator endorses Jim Banks. Mm -hmm. Other than totally tying yourself to the establishment, which is super weird because Jim claims to be an anti-establishment figure, does anybody vote based on, well... I didn't know, but Susie Senator said, so I'm all in on that. If anything, that makes me want to do the exact opposite, because there's a good chance in this state, Susie Senator sucks at her job. <laughs> so my question is does anybody vote on well. So I was on Chip defense. Roy
1: endorsed him. <laughs> Chip Roy. I'm all in now. Well, I think it is good to have someone like Chip Roy endorse you because like you said, you like him and I like him too. I think he's a straight shooter and he's a plain speaker and that bodes well for Ron DeSantis to have more people like that in his corner. Also trending this morning, Days of Our Lives. They've renewed for two more years at Peacock. It's going to be their 60th season. They started the show in 1965. And finally trending this morning, Dylan Mulvaney. This is the trans woman who was on the Drew Barrymore show. You mean the man? Yes, the man. That's a man? Yeah, the Who, dude. who,
0: who appears as a woman?
1: Yes. Uh, today... He's celebrating 365 days as being a woman. It's interesting because I look at someone like you and I can't imagine anybody disliking you. Oh please. Do you know do you want to know ironically who uh, dislikes me the most sometimes? Who? Myself. Oh, me too. Oh. And but I guess you know that's me now, like ugh. You've asked me, like, what I would do to combat the hate, right? Yeah. But what do you do?
0: Okay, so I know you're about, I'm about to give you the floor. I just want to describe Mm -hmm. to people that Drew Barrymore, Mm -hmm. now this is a woman who at least until very recently, I've not heard differently, still requires her audience to wear yellow masks. Masks. Mm -hmm. Every time I've seen this show on in the studio, Mm -hmm. like the audience all have yellow masks on. Mm -hmm. So she gets down on her knees in front of this. Now this Dylan Mulvaney Mm -hmm. is his name. Mm -hmm. He has not chopped any of the parts off that I'm aware of, right? He's still got, The stuff The bits and pieces Somebody can correct me If I'm wrong Mm -hmm. So until you've Chopped the parts off This is the way I've always judged The trans people stuff If you're Going to the link To chop something off Or grow something Mm -hmm. In the nether regions Okay You're really all in On that thing But if you still got The stuff You're the thing that you were born with. That's how that is my buy in on how resolute and sincere you are on whatever movement you claim to be a part of. So if this guy still has the stuff now someone, again, can correct me Mm -hmm. if he if he does not have the stuff anymore. But it's my understanding. He still has the stuff she got on her knees Mm -hmm. and was just fawning. Yep all over this person Mm -hmm. who, as far as I know, has accomplished nothing other than going and saying... I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Right. Casey, the floor is yours. And
1: wasn't it interesting that Drew Barrymore was wearing a loose-fitting suit... Mm-hmm. like a man, yeah. and Dylan Mulvaney was wearing a dress and heels like yes. a woman with a ponytail. Mm-hmm. It was just a completely role reversal. But he's very excited that he's celebrating 365 days as a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll see his 365 days and raise him over 19,000. Wow. When he has sore boobs every month from menstruating for 30 years, then he can say he's a woman. Mm-hmm. When he has painful breasts that become engorged after pregnancy and nipples that are about to fall off from nursing, then he can say he's a woman. When he has shooting pains down his legs and diarrhea for a week every month for 30 years when his uterus lining regenerates, then he can say he's a woman. When he brings new life into the world and gets stretch marks and sometimes stitches from it, then he can say he's a woman. When his feet grow half a size after having a baby, then he can say he's a woman. When he has his hair fall out postpartum, then he can say he's a woman. When he has hot flashes, digestive issues, and joint pain from menopause, then he can say he's a woman. When he gets emotional due to uncontrolled hormone changes every month along with unbearable cramps, then he can say he's a woman. It's not just putting a bumpet in your hair and using Lee Press-On nails. It's not makeup and a push-up bra that does it. It's etched in your DNA. It's ovaries, uterus, and fallopian tubes, things surgery can't create. When he produces eggs every month, Month for 30 years, then he can say he's a woman. There is more to being a woman than putting on a dress and kitten heels. It's 925. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. I was driving through-
0: See it is the Ken Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and look who it is. <laughs> Spent uh, 30 years in the Indiana Senate, and when we try to interpret what in the world is going on down at 200 West Washington, I can think of no one better than our friend, former Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. How are
1: you? Good morning. How how are you today, Robert and Casey? Doing good. Good. Not looking quite as good as you in your tie and suit. Yeah, this looks so nice. I forgot Doesn't longs it?
2: today, Casey. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, so I
0: have. Uh, I feel like we start every segment with you each week the same, Merritt. But I'll ask mm-hmm. it again. What in the world is the goal? The vision? <laughs> what are they trying to accomplish over at the uh, the Republicans in the Indiana Senate with their supermajority? What What are
2: they doing? They, uh, well, right now they're trying to figure out what House bills to hear and as well as pass a, a biennial budget. Uh, and, and that's really the goal of the long session of the legislature that has the ability to go all the way to April 29th but I think a short month from now they will be um, they will be going sunny die and yeah, leaving Casey
0: yeah well I, I asked you this is state house happenings when when you know you spent 30 years over there mm-hmm. and it was much more organized and efficient and better than it is now whether because whether you dis- agreed with what David Long wanted to do or not just like in the house whether you agreed with what Bosma wanted to do or not there was always a goal a vision. It was very clear. Here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going. And if you don't like that, you can vote for someone else. I have no idea what Rod Bray is doing. I have no idea what the goal of the Republican Party is anymore. And so when do, when do you think they even start paying attention to what's going on?
2: Well, I think I think uh, there's a hangover from, from uh, last summer, Casey and Robert. I think that uh, that, that session really kind of stunned the growth for this session and and Casey Robert we've had these conversations about the property tax assessment mm-hmm. issue that big boulder coming at us and, and they had an opportunity last summer to really plan for that and 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 did not. So I, I think uh, there was a long, long time ago when Evan Bayh was governor of Save Indiana and we went to special session all the way to June 30th. Well, the following session, uh, the legislature he died on February 14th. Mm. <laughs> you talk about a hangover. talk about just
0: stealing money from the taxpayers. We,
2: yeah, February 14th and we ended it because because everybody was uh, ready to do something else. And so I think, I think you're probably seeing a little bit of a hangover from last summer.
1: Okay, well, you mentioned property taxes. We're nearing O-Dark-30 here with the big explosion. Those bills are starting to come out. People mm-hmm. are going to be surprised. Right. How did we get here? Well, there,
2: there wasn't sufficient planning. And uh, we all knew about this a year ago. Uh, but they they could have, with the special session last year, they could have dedicated their time to putting together a system for the next nine months. Uh, so we would be right here with a plan on how they're going to understand exactly what's going to happen on May 10th, November 10th. And right now, uh, they're going to sign a die when all those tax bills are coming out and nothing's going to happen that day. Uh, in in May, and uh, people are going to be very unhappy. Uh, mayor candidates are going to get a lot of criticism because they don't have any ability to do anything about it, and I'm not sure if they'll have a special session in the fall, but there will be a lot of yelling and screaming at the Statehouse. Wait,
0: Jim, are you saying that politicians, state reps, senators flapping their gums at radio broadcasters at 1130 at night (laughs) is not actually helping the people with their property taxes?
2: They have no plan, Robert and you need a plan because you've got to alert people. You have to make them aware and ready to pay those tax bills or you have to have some sort of homestead credit on a temporary basis to curb the shock and there will be a shock.
0: Now, wait a second. Now, I want you to say that again because Jim Merritt is a universally respected voice and when I have said for the past year they have no plan, I was called disingenuous, a hypocrite, all the blah, 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 names. I'd like for you to say that again because maybe it'll register when you say it.
2: Well, there is no plan. I will say Senator Holdman, Travis Holdman, has a plan to look at all the taxes and I'm all for that for a more efficient, proficient uh, system of taxation in the state of Indiana. But right now, as we speak, I have no knowledge that there is a property tax plan uh, for the state of Indiana, and there will be a shock Uh, Casey,
0: I'm sure any time now, Jim Lucas, uh, who has said all those mean things about me for saying there is no plan, because Mm -hmm. I know he would never say anything mean like he said about me, about Jim Merritt, will be issuing an apology to me and saying, you know what, Rob, maybe you were right.
1: Oh, don't hold your breath, Rob. Okay, so everybody knows we've got this high inflation. We've got these banks that are shutting down. Everybody is super nervous about a recession and just when this is all reaching a big pinnacle we're going to be getting these property taxes in the mail. What can the legislators do to calm everybody down or to make people feel better about this? Because right now nobody's feeling good about anything.
2: Well there's no there's no apparatus there's no door to go knock on right now Casey and uh, they will have a balanced budget the state of Indiana will have a surplus and, and they will bank on that positivity. Uh,
1: oh yeah, that makes me feel so much <laughs> better. Yeah, that, Knowing the that there's my big pile of cash sitting over there that they're just going to hold on to.
2: My dad, my dad used to call this bread on the water, where he's we're trying to make peace here mm-hmm. and positivity. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's really no, there's really when it comes to state government and uh, the assessment program, uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, and, they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We're going to use that as a sounder on the show now, Casey. <laughs> uh, Jim Merritt, our guest, of course, former uh, state senator, thirty years in the Indiana Senate. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, we got into this, Mike, Micah, Micah, yourself, me. I don't know if I did that in the right order. Would it be Micah, yourself, and I? Micah Mic- Beckwith. Micah Beckwith. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pastor anyway, Beckwith? you, me, and Micah. Us? Uh, however, <laughs> order that goes. in. got into this on the uh, State House Happenings podcast, which will be up shortly. Um, about this bill 14, House Bill 1407 and, and we talked about this yesterday on the on the show with Tony Kennett when he was in for Casey that uh, overwhelmingly passed the House, 58-33, it wasn't controversial, it wasn't like there were tons of Republican defections, it overwhelmingly passed the House, and now will not even get a vote in the Senate, which essentially says, hey, you're the parent, you have the right to parent your kid, you are in charge of that kid, and that means if you're not going to play ball with this whole transgender nonsense from children who change their mind as often as they change their underwear, you have the right to do that, and the government can't take your kid from you, Rod Bray killed that
2: bill, why in the world would he do that, Jim? Well, Robert, we, you and me and and Micah, discussed this. And one of the things that we talked about, and I hope you listen to the podcast, is that these issues need a torch carrier. These, these issues need someone that is going to Push and push and push some more, and I don't think you could even tell me who the H- House author of this bill is. I don't even know you can tell us who the H- uh, the Senate sponsor is. And, and with issues such as this, and it is controversial, you need somebody that is going to be uh, the the star, somebody that is going to make this the issue in, is in the middle of the State House, and that is not here. And and uh, for those of you that are, are talking about or thinking about this. Trend, transgender issue this is really the issue of the day and it's uh it's a shame because you know with 21 year old uh you can drink alcohol when you turn 21 but not before state government government tells you what you can and can't do without your body and this is an issue that i think everybody in the state of indiana needs to talk about there are um bills that have been introduced this year House and Senate that deal with transgender but there are many people in the legislature that just don't think that this is an issue that is 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 um, right for discussion maybe next year but um, what what Senator Bray was trying to do is set the table for the next 30 days on what is important for his caucus and uh, and but he left a vacuum of why this was not an important issue and when you have a vacuum you have a void there. People fill the void in.
0: It's hard to say you're concerned for time, though, when you had time on the state sandwich. I mean, this is like this just doesn't fly. Dale Devon, do you well, know, do you know well, Dale Devon? Well, it doesn't Devon? make sense, but d- I'm d-
2: just trying to make. No, it. No, no, no,
0: I, I know it. I'm not blaming <laughs> you. It's just, it's just utterly ridiculous. That, uh, and you're right. You made a great point, Jim. Dale Devon is the, from Granger is the author of that bill. Wonderful and no one, man. And, and no, but no one would know that if but. you don't read the article in, in the Capitol Chronicle. Why is Dale Devon, or has he not been? He's the author of the bill. Clearly, thought it was important why is he not coming on these radio shows why is he not contacting you know the bloggers and and groups like uh, you know IFI i mean wh- why is where where are these people you're right jim nobody
2: knows well when we passed the lifeline law which is counterintuitive you can call 911 or text 911 if somebody's in trouble at a party under 21 years old uh and i made it my 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 duty to raise the issue on this controversial issue, that we weren't going to arrest somebody at a party drinking alcohol. You have to be in the center of attention on controversial issues that are counterintuitive, and um, and we don't have that. And I, and I love Dale Devon. It's just a point where you need somebody in the Senate that is going to lead the charge.
1: Okay, you said something. Maybe next year. That's a direct (laughs) quote from you in regards to Bill 1407, in regards to property taxes. Why does the state of Indiana push stuff off till later? It seems like everything. They're so slow to adopt any new thinking. Maybe next year. Well,
2: Indiana is uh, just... Incredibly slow with public policy, <laughs> and including con- uh, controversial. There's, <clears throat> there's not a uh, before gaming was legalized in the state of indiana it took five to seven years for people to get comfortable with it so that is something that's happened uh in state government for the last 50 years as i know of and and um this is nothing new Th- this is something that people have to get comfortable with mm. and um mm-hmm. and, and and you're witnessing on this issue among a myriad of issues No gaming basically.
1: cannabis parental rights property taxes maybe next year i think it's time for a new song rob
0: yeah all right well well <laughs> One thing I know, and it's an old song and we love it, is that Jim Merritt is a wonderful human being. All the friends I've cost him over the years, he never holds that against me, and he keeps coming back. <laughs> find him on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt. I know he's got a new podcast. Merritt out in the, the morning. morning. Yes, you can find it all there at Jim underscore Merritt on Twitter. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 9.48, good morning. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The governor filled out his. Did you fill out your brackets? I did, You want to tell us who you have winning?
0: Well, my wife and I just have a little fun competition, Mm -hmm. and um, she puts a lot of research into it. Does she? But she doesn't actually know that much about sports. So, for instance, whoever the play-in game versus Alabama was, Mm -hmm. it was a bunch of schools with letters, and (laughs) she, she was reading all the letters as one thing. So she was like, do you think... S-M-D-C-V-C-A-U can beat Alabama? No. Yes, you should totally take that money.
1: <laughs> You're directing her in the wrong way on purpose. Uh, here,
0: Here's the problem, Casey, and and I we've talked about this before, and this is part of why I had to kind of get out of the sports betting game, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I have 10 cents on something, yeah. I become obsessed with it. You are all in. And I just remember many of our longtime listeners will remember how obsessively and fairly effectively, I used to bet golf. Mm -hmm. The problem was then I would have to watch Mm -hmm. those players I bet on and a round of golf is four hours. And if the guy's tee times were separated, it was like 12 hours out of my day, four days a week, I would spend (laughs) watching golf. And I just, I don't have the time To do it. And the March Madness thing is kind of the same. If I got in a pool Mm -hmm. where I was paying money, I just don't have time to watch all these games. I'll be very interested in obviously IU, Purdue, Mm -hmm. but I just can't do it like the other people do it because, as the guy famously said in Dirty Harry, a man's got to know his limitations. Mm -hmm. And mine is if if I bet on things, I'm just. I can't turn them off.
1: Yeah. I always fill it out, and I always pick my favorite team based on you know where I've lived. You know, oh, really, yeah. It's normally one of the Big Ten schools, I, some affiliation that I've had with them, and that really doesn't ever work out for me. I rarely make it past the Sweet Sixteen. Well,
0: let's face it, Casey. Other than, okay, should Alabama beat Alphabet Soup School in round one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Should all the number ones win? Yes. It's only happened one time they've lost. Once you get past about four versus 13 A lot of it is just luck. Mm -hmm. 12s beat 5s all the time. We certainly see you know, 11s beat 6s. There's no
1: rhyme or reason, really, to any of it. Right. Well, like, today, I would pick Purdue. And I would pick Purdue to win the whole thing, right? Well, we'll find out Friday. And I could be out on Friday. So that's how I fill out my bracket. The possibility of filling out a perfect March Madness bracket... One in 9.2 quintillion. How many? One in 9.2 quintillion.
0: Okay, so what you are saying is if you were to get to the odds of getting every selection right, mm-hmm. not just, hey, I breeze through the first round. It's the first round. It's the second round. It's the Sweet 16. It's the Elite Eight, Final Four. Mm-hmm. All the way through the national championship, mm-hmm. the odds of that happening are one in nine quintillion.
1: Quintillion, yep. And if you just guess or flip a coin, then it's one in 120 billion. One in 120 billion chance of knowing the entire bracket.
0: Let me give you a a glimpse into the psyche of the mind of an American. I literally just typed in, Casey, Mm -hmm. has anyone ever, Mm -hmm. and it finished it for me, had a perfect (laughs) bracket? All right, so let's see what it says here. Has anyone ever had? There has never been a verified perfect bracket, Mm -hmm. despite several contestants coming painstakingly close in recent years. I believe that is a Forbes article.
1: Okay, it says in last year, there were no perfect brackets for ESPN's tournament challenge bracket game after the first round, and only 13 of 17 million got at least 31 of the 32 games right.
0: Well, yeah, think about the uh, the odds of even getting out of the first round. What are the odds that you could pick 32 games correctly? I did see, I was listening to the uh, morning show and the fan coming in, mm-hmm. and you could bet on certain sites on whether... I believe it was a 14-15-16, so that's 12 games, 14-15-16 seed would win. And here's how likely you are to have an upset. So keep in mind, 14-15-16, these are the worst-seeded teams in the tournament. And even on the worst-seeded teams, you can get minus 220 which is they're saying the odds are overwhelming this will happen. Mm-hmm. You would have to bet $220 to win 100 if you bet on a 14, 15, or 16 winning. That's how likely you are to have an upset amongst the worst three g- groups in the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So everywhere, I mean, it's all luck.
1: It is. Well, <laughs> luck and, and maybe a little skill from the players, 68 teams compete annually in the NCAA tournament. And good luck to all of them. I know you're a little bummed that the IU game is Friday morning while we're Fr- on the no, air. No, no,
0: no. It's Friday night. 9- oh, it is Friday night. 9.55 Friday. Purdue is at 6.55. So it, it'll oh. actually will work out. I mean, for people who are... Able to stay up late. Okay. It will work out perfect mm-hmm. because you get Purdue and then that rolls right into IU.
1: Now, I was thinking it was in the morning and that's why you nope. were upset. You're no. upset because it's going to be late.
0: Well, now, in fairness, I was not the one who was upset. Bruce, my English bulldog. <laughs> Was the one who was very upset, Casey.
1: (laughs) For more reasons than one. Yes. Speaking of bulldogs. Right. Move over Labrador Retrievers. There's a new top dog in town. So for the first time in 31 years, the Labrador Retriever is no longer the most popular dog breed in the U.S. This is according to the American Kennel Club, their registration statistics. It has been upseated by what? The French Bulldog. So
0: the French Bulldog is not a real bulldog. This is complete <laughs> crap. And this is the new dog du jour. And those dogs, those French Bulldogs, mm-hmm. uh, are obnoxious. Mm-hmm. They're loud. They're not real bulldogs. Bulldogs. You people who are buying up, gobbling up these French bulldogs, mm-hmm. these imitation bulldogs, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves because those are not real bulldogs.
1: Aren't they called Frenchies? Isn't yeah, that what you call I, them?
0: They're called not real bulldogs, Casey. Okay, and so, they're loud and they run around and
1: they <laughs> They're prone to breathing problems. They have narrow nostrils and smaller airwaves.
0: You want a bulldog, you man up, and you get a bulldog. And there's only one type of bulldog, Casey, Mm -hmm. and that is the English bulldog.
1: Top five dogs, Poodle, German Shepherd, Golden Retriever, Labrador Retriever, and number one this year, French Bulldogs. 955 is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.